I mean, if you could just see the path of your band from start to finish on a board, it would just be like, okay, well, we just have to sit here at point A and power on a little bit harder playing these terrible shows, and then we can see at point B it gets better. But you don't have that luxury. So you have to have blind faith. And welcome to Your Band Sucks at Business, a podcast on the business of running a band. My name is Malcolm Ownflood, and today I am joined by Marcus Manhas in the flesh, yes. in the same room as me, for the first time ever. How about that? <laughs> We've never been in the same room together, ever. First time on the podcast, I guess I should say, yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of weird. I'm so used to being like in the computer. Yeah, yeah. And you also being in the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Normally I can wear my bathrobe, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could if you you could. I guess I was when you showed up, honestly. Yeah. I honestly thought I had the wrong day. I was like did I just ride like 10 kilometers to your house? <laughs> I mean it's, it's kind of funny that I was in Toronto last week and we didn't record. <laughs> yeah. Like we said we would. Yeah. yeah. It didn't happen at all. But we did go for a bike ride. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we took advantage of the time other ways. <laughs> but we're doing it here, so that I'm glad we're actually getting to do something in person. Yeah, here we are. So yeah, uh, let's get into it. Today might be a shorter episode, but Marcus and I have lives, so that's the way it is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a cool topic. It's just, you know, uh, it would be redundant to talk about it for an hour. But today's topic is this idea that I first heard about in a Ryan Holiday book, and Ryan Holiday is a great author. He's written two books that I've read so far. Uh, one is Ego is the Enemy. Highly recommended. I'm actually still on that technically, but loving it. And then the other is The Obstacle is the Way, which was just fantastic as well. I highly recommend it to any creative person out there. That is, I mean, it's just like a struggle trying to make a career out of something creative because it feels very untangible. Yeah, definitely anything artistic but especially music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And it's not written for musicians or anything like that, but I think it would really connect well with most musicians. Yeah, It's yeah. just a, a very, I mean, essentially he's writing about stoicism, but it, it really primes your mindset to power on and get things done. <laughs> yeah, for sure, which we all need, especially, yeah. well, I think especially, it's especially relevant right now too. You know, everything kind of being flipped on its head and then us trying to get back to normal and find new ways to power through. Yeah, I think there's some really great stuff in there that will hopefully help people. Yeah, I mean, it can be kind of defeating to try and like get things done while you're just stuck inside. Yeah. These books definitely help you realize that you are still getting things done. Yeah. Even if you can't immediately see the results, which is what we're talking about. Because in one of those books, I actually can't remember which ones, you got to read both. <laughs> I'll have uh, links to them in the show notes. It's worth reading both. And he has more books, by the way, as well. But he talks about this, this metaphor of an ice cube, where if you picture an ice cube in the middle of a room and this is a really cold room. Let's say it's negative 20. That? Yes. Celsius. Yes. <laughs> Celsius. <laughs> uh, Canadian boys up here. <laughs> You've got an ice cube sitting in this cold negative 20 room and you turn up the heat to negative 15. The ice cube does not change. It does not start to melt. You turn it up to negative 10. It still does not melt. You turn it up to negative 5. It stays the same. Turn it up to negative one. It stays the same. And then you hit zero 
And all of a sudden, this ice cube starts to melt. So the idea being that every time you turn up the heat, you can relate that to the work you're doing. And you have no idea how close you are to hitting zero, to melting the ice cube. You might be a day away from it. You might be months away from it. But you just don't know. It seems like you might quit because you think you're nowhere close to it. But all you have to do is get one more degree hotter and the ice cube will start to melt. Yeah. And it melts quickly. Yeah. That really connected with Marcus and I. There were so many points in our, our time with Band of Rascals, especially, and like everything in my life. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Where it felt like it just wasn't working. So it was time to call it. And then literally that day, something crazy would happen. And we'd be like, oh my God, thank God we didn't, didn't quit. At yeah. That and it's funny because it almost seems like divine intervention, but I mean, let's just say that it's not that, but, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's really wild because it, it, it took us, it took those times where we it, just, the going was, it was just too much, got too tough. We we're like, we're not making progress. This isn't going to happen. We, we got to the point where we were just like, you know what, let's just, it's it. It's not going to work. And then, yeah, for some reason, it seemed like every time that happened, you know, we turned, turned the heat up a little bit yeah. and, and the ice was like, boom, there we go. And we had big breakthroughs. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's just crazy how quickly they happen. And you don't even, you know, we had no idea how close we were. That's why we, imagine like at the times where we were going to disband or one of us was going to quit. If we had known that in a couple of days we'd have some life changing, something in the band that changed the whole dynamic of it, right? It's just, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't even consider quitting <laughs> if we knew that was going to happen. I mean, if you could just see the path of your band from start to finish on a board, it would just be like, okay, well, we just have to sit here at point A and power on a little bit harder yeah. playing these terrible shows. And then we can see at point B, it gets better, but you don't have that luxury. So you have to have blind faith <laughs> yeah. in it really and persevere and, and just have a lot of determination. And believe in what you're doing too. Yes. Like if you have enough conviction, you're going to, you know, it's easy to push through those terrible days if you really believe in what you're doing. Um, maybe not easy, but at least, you know, you, you know where you're going and you have a solid picture of where you're going in it. It's definitely easier if you believe in yourself, there's not really any doubt or there's less doubt. Cause you're like, I know what I'm doing and I believe that I can do it. So it definitely becomes a lot easier to, to just keep pushing. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be an entire episode on this thing called imposter syndrome, which is just the doubt of not believing that you deserve to be where you are or that you could even get where you are, essentially that you're an imposter. Yeah, and everyone's going to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's awful. It's very common in creative types because you feel like you're just, you got lucky maybe for any success you've had. And that's rarely the case. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, definitely. It's very rare, mm -hmm. especially for a sustained amount of time. You know, like we definitely all get lucky breaks, but at the same time, lucky breaks don't just happen. Luck is more like preparation and timing than anything yeah but yeah we'll save the imposter syndrome one for later because that's a big one that's a big episode yeah that's definitely a whole episode but yeah. the, the point being is so much of this is your mindset and how you prepare yourself to persevere through the the tough times yeah i mean the the good times will be easy but they make the tough times even harder because it's that peaks and valleys thing yeah you know you, you have a great show and then you have a really bad string of bad shows it feels like those shows are the worst things in your life yes but 
it's just because you had a good show before them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, there's one example that really stands out in my memory uh, of our band. And I remember it was the show we were playing in Victoria and we literally were planning to break up like after it. We were like, this is the, this is it. Mm-hmm. We were calling it. And then after we got off stage, <laughs> went and talked to Stephen and Morgan, who ended up being our manager <clears throat> and often offering to manage us like in that conversation. It was yeah. like, okay, just played our last show, go off, talk to these guys. Like, are you interested in working with us? Like, oh shit, this changes everything. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing about that is I, so I missed that meeting with them, which I think was the next day. Mm-hmm. It, well, it definitely would have been the next day. And I, I, I missed that meeting because I was in Vancouver auditioning for another band. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's how far along like, we were. Marcus was moving on. I was gone. I was like, that's it. All right, see you guys later. I remember before that show standing outside the venue talking to um, our singer Sam's parents. And they're like, oh, I heard you're going to audition. I remember being like, yep, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> And then, yeah, it's wild. But this is this is the whole point because I wouldn't have taken that audition, obviously, if I'd known what was what was going to happen. And then I also remember that audition was hilarious because the whole time that I was there playing all these songs that I'd spent like weeks learning, I knew that I wasn't going to take that gig because I knew that you guys were talking to Stephen and Morgan about management. So right. it just was, you know, we we never would have gotten to that point if we had known that we were just a step away from really leveling up our careers. Yeah. It just never would have gotten to that point. And it's wild to think that if it had happened a little bit earlier and that show didn't exist, we probably would have just disbanded. Yeah. That would have been it. That meeting never would have happened, right? Yeah. That was down to the line. And uh, I mean, it changed everything for us. Yeah. 100%. It it definitely did. That was the level up that we've been looking for for like at least two years. Yeah. That was what we you and i had been working towards yeah that was a couple years of self-booking tours hitting the road slogging it out slogging it out just trying to do everything we can with music videos social medias making records and and writing songs and and just slanging tickets like nobody nobody's business yeah and uh it seemed like it was just all for nothing until that moment essentially and then we've talked about this before but within six months of that moment we were playing the, the biggest festival in our community probably like one of the biggest in bc at that time right yeah yeah it's crazy how you know you're going from playing tiny little shows and then you level up out of nowhere the interesting thing about anything artistic especially being in a band compared to and i might get flamed for this a little bit but like compared to something academic or if you're if you're going into like a career like if you're going to be an accountant or something like that, you can see your steps along the way and you can actually judge how far along you are. Of course, there's some parts of that. There, this this does apply to careers like that as well, but in a different sense, right? Like you can see where you are mm. and you can. there's a path to get to where you want to be. But with music, since every path is so unique and you're not, there's no milestones. Yeah. This is so prevalent in, in our, like this. the Ice Cube metaphor is so prevalent in... Um, artistic careers because you you don't know where those milestones are so how can you anticipate them or how can you prepare for them and how do you not get yourself so down and want to quit yeah. <laughs> when, when one could be coming around the corner with the careers you were just talking about like accounting and stuff like that there's much more repeatable processes yeah, yeah. Um, you know like 
you have to get this degree or or whatever. Yeah. You then know you have to go to school and do what they tell you to do and you will get that degree, yeah. right? Like you will, you do what they say, you'll get it. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm sure getting the job after the fact is a little bit more gray, but even then you have the credentials. In theory, you will be able to find a job. Yeah. Where with music, it, like there's no... If you do this, you will get this. It doesn't work like that. No. It's if you do this, it will help you get that, but it will not guarantee you'll get that at all. Yeah. And all you have to guarantee anything and guarantee is a pretty optimistic word to use is persevere. Like yeah. All you can do is keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. And you have to be self-aware to know if that's wise or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. You have to be so self-aware to know if where you're putting your effort in is actually it's benefiting you or is going to help you somewhere down the line. Yeah, it takes a lot of internal reflection <laughs> to be yeah. to be a musician without, you know, without a team behind you, mm-hmm. to be independent especially. I mean, it gets a little bit easier once you've, you know, you've started to build your team with people who are reputable and who know what they're talking about. It becomes a, a little bit easier because they'll help guide you. That's what they're there for. But when it's just you, like when it was just the two of us, you know, I'm not saying that the other guys in the band didn't do anything. That's not what I'm getting at. But Malcolm and I basically did all the music stuff or I mean the business stuff for for the band. Um, basically, we didn't have the reinforcement from people who knew what they were talking about. It was just the two of us and, and just trying whatever we could to try to, you know, the things that we thought were going to help us. Yeah. It was basically our best judgment at the time and just persevering all the time. And trying to stay as positive as possible at all times. I also wish we had known about this, this tipping point, you know, the melting point. I wish yeah. we had known about this <laughs> at the time. Yeah, this metaphor would have been like something to keep in mind. Yeah. You know, through the tough times. That's exactly it, right? It's it wouldn't have necessarily changed the outcomes, you know, or like the things that we did, but at least when times got tough, we could be like, maybe there's something right around the corner. Yeah. Like that happens. And also hopefully, you know, if you're listening. Like this happened to us on multiple occasions during the band, right? Things like big breakthroughs were right around the corner for us and we had no idea. So, I mean, these things really are, they really do come up out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. There's no indication that they're going to (laughs) happen. So it's pretty, that makes it difficult, but also easy, easier too, I think, right? Like it's difficult to not know when the next thing's coming, but maybe knowing that it does happen will make it easier for you to just keep persevering. Something I kind of thought was interesting was the things that immediately started happening when the ice cube melted. We got management and that was the result of all our hard work just yeah. in general, right? Like we built a business, uh, like a revenue generating band. So there was something for them to kind of work with there. And obviously that implies that they thought our music was good and that our live performing skills were good as well. Like, you know, so that all paid off. And then we got that festival Rock the Shores, which we just wouldn't have got without the music thing again yeah. and, and being able to perform live to a certain level. So all of the work, just slogging it out at smaller gigs paid off and kind of contributed to this. We got, uh, uh, I think our first grant was that story hive grant, right? I th- yeah, I think it was too, which is for people not in there. Well, nobody would know what this is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Anyways, it's a, it's a music video grant from Telus that we got for, I think 10 K. Yes. Yeah, 10K. So yeah. pretty solid music video budget. And we got that. I mean, like that, wouldn't have been able to happen if we hadn't put in all this time into writing and recording music. Yeah. Um, so we had like a, a good recording of a good song that 
goddesses grant kind of thing right so the work we'd put in in the past was now being redeemed yeah and like it seemed like it was all for nothing but it was like it felt like we had currency to work with it was like, yeah <laughs> i think it is a form of currency well it, a band's form of currency yeah <laughs> like totally. you have things to work with like we put in that work we got exactly we got a song that you know because imagine it like you just wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten that grant if we didn't have the song for that grant yeah like it just wouldn't have happened yeah so yeah it is a form of currency you need you need these you're like building assets the whole time totally yeah that's a that's a really cool way to think of it is like bands wondering where these opportunities are it's well maybe you don't have the currency to even yeah. try and get yourself into that do you have songs? Do you have recorded product? Mm-hmm. Um, is your live show just slamming? These things are what get you get you the admission ticket for those opportunities. Totally. And kind of circling back, none of those things are developed without slogging it out and being like, are we doing the right thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't just write a great song on your first try and you don't just become a really great live band without ever playing a show. You got to like, slog it out from the beginning and then yeah all of that sort of all these assets that you're building and all this currency you're gathering is going to pay off when it comes time to to use it spend it redeem it right yeah and that that will come when these big breaks come so that's the thing imagine you know we get rock the shores but we had never we'd only played like five shows or something in our in our career first we wouldn't have got the festival yeah but if we did we would have got absolutely ruined yeah like it would have ruined us <laughs> like that would have been it <laughs> oh god it's interesting just to see the redemption of these things that you build over the course of like i think the best way to think of it in my head is that you're building all these things when you're playing little shows and you're practicing you know three days a week or whatever but it doesn't feel like it mm-hmm. and then when it does happen you realize and you're like oh yeah that's why we were doing all that yeah that's what we were supposed to do and what we needed to do in order to be successful when we got to the next level yeah i'm i'm realizing also and this is kind of uh another topic but regarding managers maybe but maybe a good essential quality of a good manager is their ability to see value in what you're building even if you can't because we didn't know we we thought we had built something worthless yeah <laughs> and then they came in and turned it into something right um, they saw that we had something to work with and we could use the stuff we'd built totally that's really interesting they they saw value in what we did not see value in yeah we were literally about to throw it away and they're like hey wait give it to us <laughs> yeah totally yeah that's an interesting thought because i mean at you know at its core we knew that selling a lot of tickets was great. Yeah. Like we knew that we could do that and we knew that that meant something, but I don't think we realized how much it meant mm-hmm. and how difficult that was. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that, that I think we knew were like, it was good. Yeah. They were good milestones, but we didn't realize how difficult it was and how much that actually mattered mm-hmm. to a manager or to potential team members. Yeah. I mean, really that comes down to, Having an audience is just the most important thing mm-hmm. possible. Uh, a true audience of people that actually are fans and supporters of you. Yeah. That might be a good place to call this. I think it's a, a cool episode. It's a cool idea. I highly encourage you to check out Ryan Holiday's writing. He's got all sorts of stuff. He's just kind of pumps out content. I think he's got a YouTube channel. I think he's got a podcast. Yeah. You can pretty much consume his stuff in any format you'd like. <laughs> if you've never heard of him, he was the... Was he the... VP of American Apparel Marketing, or he was like the oh. marketing director for American Apparel. Remember all those American Apparel ads that were like controversial and was that like, him? had like nudity and stuff, a lot of them. Yeah, that I'm 
that was him. <laughs> he also did. He yeah. He's got a book about media manipulation too. Right. Was he not involved with Tucker Max? He was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he that. I don't know much about Tucker Max, but that book that was super super polarizing. Yeah. He was the mastermind behind that marketing campaign where they like had billboards about it and stuff, and right. people were outraged. He's a really really talented dude. He's very. Very well spoken. Um, yeah, his books are incredible. It's interesting because his books, I feel like, I mean, other than the stoicism is a little polarizing to some people anyways, but I feel like that's generally people who haven't looked into stoicism. Yeah, stoicism is the best. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really, uh, I think it applies to everyone. It's just like such a positive way of framing your mindset. Yeah. And But yeah, it's funny that he did all this like very polarizing yeah. marketing stuff. Clever guy, great writer, great, uh, great speaker. Definitely encourage you to check him out. We'll we'll have links to some of his stuff in the show notes. And hopefully this has been a helpful episode for you. Mm-hmm. As always, thanks for listening. What should we ask you to do? Leave us a review. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. We got tons of reviews. So thank you all for leaving reviews. But if you want to leave some more, go ahead on your favorite podcast app or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And as always, give us feedback. If you, you know, if you want to give us feedback on DM, email us, whatever. Uh, we love hearing your feedback. Yeah, maybe you like shorter episodes. This one is clocking in around 25 minutes. Sweet. So that's like half of what our normal ones are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. What's up, everyone? This is Malcolm Owen Flood here, one of the hosts of Your Band Sucks at Business. If you've been listening to this for a while, you may be aware that we haven't done a new episode in quite a while. Stay tuned. I'm sure there will be more coming. But for right now, I wanted to give you an update on where Marcus and I are at and where you can find us and find out what we're doing right now. So currently, I'm over at the Self-Recording Band podcast, which is another one of my podcasts that I co-host. And if you are into doing DIY recordings with your music or your band's music, you absolutely got to check that podcast out. But in addition, I'm also doing some YouTube content and pushing that really hard right now. So I ask you to please go check out my YouTube channel. You can find me under my name, Malcolm Ownflood, M-A-L-C-O-M-O-W-E-N-F-L-O-O-D. You'll find me and I'm doing tons of fun stuff over there. I'd love to have you come visit me on YouTube and please do give me a subscribe. That is super appreciated. And now for Marcus, he is just killing it right now. He's been touring pretty much all over the world, the current Swell and Luca Fogali and some other folks. He's just absolutely killing it. And he's got his own website up, marcusmanhas.com. And you can go find his kind of touring sessions, playback stuff all up on there. Totally encourage you to go connect with him. And again, thanks for listening to the Your Band Sucks at Business podcast. It is so appreciated. And I'm super glad that these episodes are helping people out there. Don't be a stranger. Do reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Instagram's probably the best place to find Marcus or myself. So connect with us there. We'd love, love to hear from you. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Thanks.